sharp. Swallow you whole. I value my neck a lot more than 3,000 bucks, Chief. Find him for three, but I'll catch him and kill him for ten. Ten thousand dollars for me by myself. For that you get the head, the tail, the whole damn thing. You yell shark. We've got a panel on our hands on the 4th of July. Pulled a tooth the size of a shot glass out of the rectal of the boat out there, and it was the tooth of a great white. A what? You're gonna need a bigger boat. Love to prove that, wouldn't you? Get your name into the National Geographic. Now, I'm not saying that this is not the shark. It probably is, Martin. It probably is. It's a man-eater. It's extremely rare for these waters. But the fact is that the bite radius on this animal is different than the wounds on the victim. to worry mr quint there are no life jackets here in the jaws obsession welcome back everyone for another episode where we are here to share with you prove to you convince you or remind you that jaws is the greatest movie of all time what if i were to tell you that director steven spielberg made a hidden cameo in jaws and in doing so revealed the name of the fishing town that quint lives in on amity island that's right he does just that and we are going to talk about that here on episode 33 welcome to amity point yes amity point is the name of the fishing village that Quint lives in that we are introduced to in the second half of Jaws. It is official and canon to the movie Jaws. There is an Amity Point. And to help me get those details out, to help me solidify that with the details and the clues in the movie, we're going to have on for the entire show, we have John Tedder from Quint's Shark and Shack at Etsy.com and OrcaRebuild.com. We have him with us for the entire episode to help us reveal the essential details in uh, that's going to prove that there is an Amity Point. John, how are you doing today? Doing pretty good. All right. It's exciting. You and I have talked about this many times. We pretty much locked in on this Amity Point. For the Book of Quint and for the Expanded Jaws universe, Amity Point is very key to the plot and development of our of our Expanded Jaws universe and what we're trying to build here, and not just on the Jaws obsession, but the Book of Quint itself. In the past, we've taken key scenes and details in the movie in past episodes and dissected or investigated them in a great detail to help prove there is a backstory to the greatest movie ever made. So to fully understand and appreciate the movie that we all have grown to love, Jaws, we have to understand the backstory and the world that Jaws takes place. This is kind of a continuation on our last episode where John also came on to uh, with Amity Island Geography in episode 32 to talk about the map of Amity Island. 
So in this one, it's a continuation of that. So if you haven't listened to that, go over there and, and give that a listen to episode 32. So for episode 33, we're going to say welcome to Amity Point. John, first, we have to reveal where Steven Spielberg makes a key appearance in Jaws. We're going to take you now, we're going to take you to one hour and 22 minutes, 48 seconds into the movie. Quint emerges with his greener harpoon rifle case, and he's assembling the greener harpoon rifle inside the cabin. They just spotted the shark. So Brody and Hooper are up front trying to photograph the shark and a voice comes on the radio. So let's move over to that and play that right now. Amity Point Light Station to Orca. This is Amity Point Light Station to Orca. Come in, Orca. Orca, come in. I have Mrs. Martin Brody here. Put her on. John. Why don't we tell the audience whose voice was that on the radio? That was Mr. Steven Spielberg himself. Exactly. That was the director, Steven Spielberg. That's his voice. Amity Point Light Station to Orca. This is Amity Point Light Station to Orca. Come in, Orca. The quote, Amity Point Light Station to Orca. This is Amity Point Light Station to Orca. Come in, Orca. Quint says, Orca, come in. Spielberg's voice says, I have Mrs. Martin Brody here. That right there is Spielberg's little cameo inside the movie Jaws. But in doing so, he reveals the name Amity Point Light Station. So let's look into that. Now we're going to take that, we're going to dissect the history right into that. We're going to get into the U.S. Coast Guard history and the U.S. Lighthouse Service. The U.S. Coast Guard adopted control of all U.S. lighthouses in 1939. If there were any lighthouses on Amity that the U.S. Coast Guard would have been in charge of maintaining them and making sure they worked. This was uh, before they were partitioned off. A lot of lighthouses since then have been either decommissioned or sold to historical societies. And the Coast Guard has kind of sold those off into the civilian sector. But at this time, we're talking about Amity Point Lay Station. There's a hailing and distress frequency coming out of Amity Point. That would be the U.S. Coast Guard. What I wanted to do is I wanted to identify the Coast Guard station in Jaws. And if we look at one hour and nine minutes and 19 seconds into the movie, as Quint walks down the steps from with his sidekick, Herschel Salvatore, Quint's walking down the steps, we get a view of the background of the village, the fishing village that Quint lives in, where his shark and shack is located. John, what do we see in that background on the left side? There is a rather large building with a red roof and it's white. Yes. It is the Coast Guard building. In real life, though, let's let's talk. Okay, let's step out of the Jaws universe. Let's talk about the location. We know that that was filmed in Menemsha, the the the, the fishing town Menemsha on Martha's Vineyard. Mm-hmm. In in real life, what is that white building? That's the boathouse. Right. That's the that's the U.S. Coast Guard station Menemsha boathouse. The actual station with the radio tower is on a hill behind where they were filming. So we don't see that in the movie Jaws. But what that depicts is part of the U.S. Coast Guard station Amity Point, okay? It's part of U.S. Coast Guard station Menemsha, but in the movie, that's all part of U.S. Coast Guard station Amity Point. And how do we know it's U.S. Coast Guard? Because all Coast Guard small boat stations in the latter part of the 1900s, they were made with uh, white with red roofs, all Coast Guard state, small boat stations. I was at Station Fire Island on Long Island, New York, when I got out of boot camp, and yes, it was white with a red roof. So you automatically zero in on that's the Coast Guard station. So for in for JAWS purposes in the JAWS world, we now have isolated that there is a structure that is U.S. Coast Guard in the town, in the village that Quint lives in. So let's move on. We have history in the U.S. Coast Guard. We're talking a little bit more of U.S. Coast Guard history. Many stations throughout history, U.S. Coast Guard stations, featured the name Point in the area. They were named after the landmarks 
or areas along the coast where they were constructed. In the area of where Amity Island is, in, rea in reality, there's many Coast Guard stations around. So I'm going to name off a couple of these Coast Guard stations, and let's see if we can find a pattern here. We have Coast Guard Station Brant Point in Nantucket. We had Coast Guard Station Race Point, Cape Cod. We had Coast Guard Station Brenton Point in Newport, Rhode Island. Coast Guard Station Sandy Point, Portsmouth, Rhode Island. Then over in New York, you had Coast Guard Station Kings Point in Kings Point, New York. And on the tip of Long Island, Coast Guard Station Montauk Point, which, which combined with Coast Guard Station Montauk in Montauk, New York. So it's natural that there would be a Coast Guard Station Amity Point. That is only natural that Amity is a small island. And if there was a Coast Guard Station, there would only be one there. And so we know that it is located in the area where Quint lives because we see the boathouse, the white with the red roof boathouse. So let's talk about the screenplay from Benchley and Gottlieb where there was a whole conversation between Quint and Ellen on the radio. Scene 183-A, pages 82 to 83. Ellen says one line that lets us know that they're talking to the Coast Guard. What does she say? Mm -hmm. She says, push this. Oh, it's working. Hello, Martin. I just wanted to know if you were all right. The Coast Guard let me use the radio as Chief Brody there because Quint answered her and said, this is Quint. This is. Yes. So she was written into the screenplay saying, I just wanted to know if you were all right. The Coast Guard let me use their radio. Remember what we talked about, John? You've heard me talk about the uh, Jurassic Park analogy with the DNA, mm -hmm. where if we have any hints or uh, if we have any doubts of the theories we're trying to make, we will go to other sources from the production to try to fill those gaps, like they did, exactly. with, like they did with the frog with the DNA in Jurassic Park. What we're doing here is we're going into the unused dialogue that was left from that, that was in the screenplay, where Ellen says the Coast Guard let me use the radio. So we have all these clues are adding up using these visual clues of the white building with the red roof in Quinn's fishing village. The cameo voice of director Steven Spielberg actually saying Light Station Amity Point. Knowing that the Coast Guard maintained lighthouses and knowing the names of actual Coast Guard stations reflect the area that they are constructed and stand watch over. And now this extra clue from the Benchley and Gottlieb screenplay that the of the, the extended conversation between Quint and Ellen where she says the Coast Guard let me use a radio. We now prove that Amity Point is a town that has been created through these clues. The clues in Jaws now, there is a lighthouse and light station, Amity Point, spoken by Mr. Spielberg. We get to see the small boat station, Amity Point's boathouse in the movie Jaws, in the background of the fishing village that Quint keeps the orca when they're putting the material on the orca. And now we know the exact name of the village Quint lives in. So it's on the western end of the island, the village of Amity Point, there is a larger station with a lighthouse and communication tower behind us somewhere. I think that's groundbreaking. What do you think? I think it's groundbreaking, too, because, you know, like we discussed in the previous episode, it goes to further prove that Amity is its own island. It's not Martha's Vineyard. It's not Martha's Vineyard. It's its own separate island. It's its own separate culture because it has its own Coast Guard station. It has its own lighthouses. There's a lot going on there. And then we are that that are in. It's a lot going on in the background of Jaws. We're going to get into a little bit of map. That's why this was a continuation of episode thirty-two, Amity Island Geography, where we talk about the map of Amity Island. Let's get into the term Up Island and Down Island. How do we get those terms that are used in Martha's Vineyard, and how do we how can we apply that to Amity? The term Up Island, and it goes back to Martha's Vineyard's 
origins, which was whaling. So in the up island and low down, what that has to refer to is the longitude and latitude. So when you when you hear somebody on Martha's Vineyard refer to up island, that what they're referring to is Tisbury, Chilmart, Menemsha, and Aquinnah mm-hmm. is what they're referring to. Mm-hmm. And it can get kind of tricky when you're trying to figure out which is what if you don't know longitude and latitude. But when you're talking about up island, they just say up island because it's easier to understand. Yeah. So the further you can, the further you go west, right? So like if you're driving correct. west, it's you're going up island. If you're going east, yes. you say okay, we're going down island. So the down down islanders are the people back east. So in, yes, right. And so in terms of Amity Point, where would where would Amity Point be? in terms of the map. Amity Point is on the map to the west side of the island and up. So they, it is up island. Right, right. So it's it's up island. This is very important. And John knows all about this because John is a technical advisor to the Book of Quint. So this is very important. What happens now is what develops in the, the plot and the storyline of the Book of Quint and into Jaws is that it's a the the island is now separated into a tale of two cities separates the have and the have nots the down island selectmen and mayor vaughn society are in the east in the town of amity back at the on mm-hmm. the east end in amity harbor and the rest of the island falls under amity township but far up island to the west is amity point and that's where the recluses and those who want to shun society kind of have settled all the touristy and the entrepreneurial stuff is going on back east and on the West End is kind of the Quint type of people that want nothing to do with it. I think that's fascinating that what, what's establishing in Jaws, in just these little key details, wh- that you can actually establish the um, not only the geography of Amity Island, but the social structure of Amity Island is also developing here. Will we be able to see Amity Point, John, on the postcards that all the Book of Quint backers will be receiving in the mail after August 27th? Yes, yes, you will. There you go. So uh, on the antique postcard that uh, all the backers, we had that special announcement in the last episode. We had that special announcement that everybody that's in line for the Book of Quint, all the backers that are currently in line and anyone that will be getting into line up to August 27th will be receiving a special postcard courtesy of Quint Shark and Shack over at Etsy.com and the Jaws Obsession here. And you're going to be getting a tourist version of the map, a simplified map that's going to show you the shape of Amity Island, but also the various landmarks and towns. We're establishing these key details ahead of time because it's essential to the backstory of Quint. Amity Point was used in the movie Jaws by director Steven Spielberg. Mm-hmm. It's about time as serious Jaws fans and and connoisseurs of the movie start using that as a kind of a household name. That Amity, there's a town of Amity, but did you know there's a town of Amity Point? It's groundbreaking because I think that it's something that people really overlook because I think that when people think of Amity, they think it's just this this one place. And they think that it's very, very isolated to just the town itself where you see the tires start strung up and where mm-hmm. Chief walks down to the hardware store and then you know, you see the fairies come in, and then there's the billboard, and then there's where Quint lives, which is Amity Point. I think people think that it's a very much streamlined place when it's not. Amity has a lot of layers to it. Yeah. I think the last two episodes, we've made a dent in the, it's not Martha's Vineyard. So take away the Martha's Vineyard geography out of your head when you watch Jaws, 
Amity Island is its own unique shape, its own unique island. We've established that it's a third island separate from Martha's Vineyard and Nantucket. But on that island, you might be welcome to Amity Island, but you have the town of Amity, you have Amity Point, you have South Beach, you have uh, Avril Bay. There's all sorts of different locations that are on this island. And to know about these things that are mentioned in Jaws, to see them become a deeper part of the story is world building, don't you think? It is. It really is. And you know, with actually being able to see a map of Amity, you really get an idea of the size but not only that, how many people are there year round that's not the summer, like the people that live there. You see that it, there's maybe 500 people that live there year mm-hmm. round. Right. And then when the summer comes along, obviously the population increases. Mm-hmm. You and I painstakingly went through months of trying to figure out how big everything was, the distance of everything, and just everything has to do with the map. We, we took months to do, and it wasn't just a case of, you know, we said, well, this is how it's going to be, and this is where this is at. No, we had to go into the movie, had to look at landmarks, and then had to figure everything out, had to figure out, had to do math to figure out how long it took somebody to get point A to point B, realistically. Right. I mean, there's a lot to it, but it, it's a groundbreaking fact that there is an Amity Point, but also the fact that Amity Point is here, and this is this is the shape of what Amity is. So there we have it. We've established Amity Point. We have the name of Quint's village. Little Shark and Shack is located at Amity Point. We, this is this is really good stuff. This is now canon to the movie Jaws. We're not making this up. We're actually we are actually just showing you clues in the movie that lead you to these conclusions. But while we're at it, well, while we're at breaking some great news here, I want to give everyone an exciting Book of Quint update. We have received a boost over here at the Jaws Obsession and to the, the writing of the Book of Quint. We've received a boost from legendary comic book creator and veteran illustrator Graham Nolan. The award-winning Mr. Nolan spent an entire career working for various titles under the DC and Marvel labels. He illustrated Batman, The Phantom, Fantastic Four, many, many different titles. He was the co-creator of uh, the Batman villain Bane, which was featured in the 2012 Dark Knight Rises. Mr. Nolan has created for the Book of Quint, he, he has created three pieces of concept art for the Book of Quint, one of which I included in the description of the book over at the Indiegogo page. If you scroll down, you can actually see that uh, it's image number two. Um, that was shown. It was also shown in the trailer for the book that's available over at YouTube. So the concept art, there's three images that will lead into the three parts. And in each part in the book of Quint, you're going to get a leader page, which is a concept, a piece of concept art by Graham Nolan. And we are extremely excited about these pieces when they're viewed together. John is the only one that's seen that's seen these these works of art that were created for the Book of Quint. The revelation of them will be something special. We just think, John, we think this is a game changer, don't we? Oh, yeah. And, you know, my favorite one is, well, we'll be honest, I'm kind of torn between the very first, the, the very first one that is the first one in the book and the very mm-hmm. last one. Because oh, I really yeah. love the last one, <laughs> but it's the imagery of the, the first one. That first piece is going to be impossible for Spielberg to turn down once he sees oh, yeah. the, right? Once he sees the potential of that part one of the book, right? Yeah, and considering the TV series that he's doing with Tom Hanks right now, mm-hmm. yeah, it's going to be hard for him to turn down. All right, it's combining his passion for the military history and his this Jaws world that he created, that he started, it's combining them both. My jaw was to the floor was the part three image. It was a vision that I had when this whole thing started. It's the apex of the story, Man vs. Shark. It introduces part three of the book. I think, 
hands down, it's the movie poster. It's Jaws without trying to be Jaws. What do you think, John? Oh, it's definitely Jaws without being Jaws. And all you'd have to do would be have on there Steven Spielberg 2025 and yes. just stick it on a wall of a movie theater somewhere. Yes, absolutely. And grab people's attention immediately. Absolutely. Um, Mr. Nolan locked in on the vibe that, uh, locked in on the intensity of the situation that I described that's happening in part three of the book. It's the concept, it's the poster, it's everything is right there. And in today's day and age with with nostalgia filmmaking, uh, sequels, nostalgia sequels and prequels to uh, legacy projects and legacy movies that are decades old, this is a game changer. It really is. So we're going to be including these pieces of concept art in the Book of Quint for the Book of Quint campaign backers. As John and I both know, there's a big name reviewing the manuscript to the book. And in many ways, that's what these pieces of concept art were for, is to convince the bigger names that are reviewing the manuscript to show them the potential in this story, both not just from the words, but from the visuals as well. John and I were just talking. I'm in the middle of chapter 50, a few chapters left to go, almost done with the book. When they see this concept art, I think the point's definitely going to be made that the Book of Quint is a serious story that needs to be told. John, any final thoughts? Man, I just I, I just can't wait for people to see everything we've been working on. Yes, I yes. Just, I just can't. Everything just seems to be lining up the right way. I'm very excited to share it with the fans of Jaws, for people to, the, the people that are waiting. That's our responsibility. That's our responsibility right now. These backers, the, the people that are standing in line that said, hey, there is a demand for a prequel to Jaws. The Book of Quint. They're standing in line. That's our responsibility to them is to deliver them the story and the impact to change the way they see Jaws going into the future. These three pieces, I can't say enough about how lucky we are as a Jaws fan base to get award-winning illustrators like Graham Nolan onto the project to help us out. Very, very important, and we were, were very excited. John, thanks a lot for showing up on this episode. I think we've, we've done everything we needed to do. We've, we've talked about the map in the last episode, and this one we've established that there definitely is an Amity Point. Anything special going on with the uh, Orca Rebuild page over at YouTube.com? Uh, yeah, uh, a couple things. So I'm going to start having more vote videos on there. Of course, a lot of people don't don't realize sometimes that you know it's the time that it takes to edit everything together and get everything put out i, I do have a full-time job and i do have a lot oh yeah oh, um yeah. and while we're talking about amity point and this leads into some stuff that's coming to my channel i actually do have a production company called amity point productions coming in the future there's a really and i'm a really, something i'm really really excited about a really exciting interview coming in the late spring of 2023 and for the first few months of 2024 there is a i don't want to call it a documentary but something that is very robert ballard ish is going to be on the channel that is going to be uh something that's never been seen before for a very very long time and it, it's going to be really exciting of course ryan already knows everything yes. about it but oh I, actually both things he does and i'm really <laughs> excited about it <laughs> No, that's the thing is that you got everyone's got to pay attention. Go to YouTube.com. You search in Orca Rebuild. You can follow the links. I always, every episode of the Jaws Obsession, I always include John's links. Go to that Orca Rebuild and like, share, and subscribe that, that channel because he is constantly breaking really cool Jaws videos. He's You're, you're following him step-by-step step in rebuilding the Orca, but also he's 
interviewing and he's doing great interviews with people that were involved with Jaws. He's got a lot of things scheduled for uh, 2023 and beyond. So everybody, make sure you go visit John over there. It's kind of cool, John. It's kind of like Orca Rebuild and Jaws Obsession kind of work together. We have this we have this network going on where we're bringing a new spotlight to all things Jaws. Very exciting. John, thank you very much for coming on. And remember, everyone, Etsy.com. Uh, John has some wonder, a wonderful shop over there with some great Jaws, unique Jaws memorabilia. John, thanks for uh, helping out with these uh, couple episodes. I look forward to having you back. As always, I'm honored. Wonderful. Talk to you later. See you, buddy. Show me the way to go home. I'm tired and I want to go to bed. I had a little drink about an hour ago. Where's the guy right to my head? Wherever I may roam. By land or sea or home. Huge thanks to Mr. Graham Nolan for bringing down the thunder and leaving an enormous impact on the Book of Quint and what we are trying to do here, which is get a prequel to Jaws brought into this world. If you want to see what Mr. Nolan is up to, head over to his Compass Comics. That's compasscomics.com. You can find the link in the description below. The movie Jaws is copyrighted property of Universal Studios. Any references and sampling from the movie Jaws in this episode is intended to fall within Section 107 of the Copyright Act. The copyrighted materials are fairly used for the purposes of criticism, comment, reporting, teaching, and research. The materials used here are protected by the fair use guidelines of Section 107 of the Copyright Act, all rights reserved to the copyright owners. So thanks for your time and listening. We now have a full geography lesson into the island of Amity, but also the village of Amity Point. Yep, that's where Quint keeps the orca. Great details make for greater enjoyment of the greatest movie of all time. If you like this episode, sure would be swell to like, share, subscribe, leave that ever-elusive five-star review on your listening platform. It would help us out greatly. Thanks again, everyone, for tuning in. Until next week, farewell and adieu, and show me the way to go home. <laughs>